Jale nako ke metso tswele shumele le shumele metso emitlano ka mara ho re ya busupa dumelenda de mhlekaz dumelenda de melopile jwang antle a holo o batlo bo a sutu ka ba sizulu bo bo batlang ka tsengwena oh anga zikhuluma ke a bua fela <laughs> there we go. We got her, Archbishop uh, William Slattery, on the line this morning. Good morning. Well, it's so lovely talking to you again. It's been a long time, Archbishop. Well, I was away there for two weeks with a, an excellent group. We went to the Holy Land and to Rome, and uh, it was a beautiful, a, a renewal. It was like a retreat to go and visit the places of Christ and places of Peter and Paul yes. to pray there and also to pay a lot of attention to the scriptural texts pertaining to these places. You know, uh, by, uh, they call a visit to the Holy Land the fifth gospel. Right. And in a way, you know, it deepens one's sense of the gospel. Right. While it is for people going for the first time in a strange place, at the same time it's a familiar place, mm. because you know all the names, Capernaum and Gethsemane and Mount Tabor right. and so on. Mm. So it was a lovely experience. Thanks very much. Well, well, away I, for two weeks. Yeah. I, 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 saw, I saw a couple of pictures of you over there, and I know that you would have enjoyed it. And of course, it's always wonderful being with Gail and also with, uh, with uh, Rimon Makhlouf. That's right. Uh, they're excellent guys. Yeah. Really wonderful people. Your Grace, I tell you why we are why we w- wanted to speak to you this morning. We, we were somewhat overjoyed at this end of the line, anyway, with the latest motu proprio by our Holy Father Pope Francis about the, on the translation of liturgical texts, with approval now not being um, uh, um, sort of left for uh, for the Vatican, but being given to the various Episcopal conferences around the world. And I thought let's talk a little bit about this because you remember that when the new translation, the English translation came out in South Africa, there was a lot of argument to and fro about it and a lot of support for the translation we have now and a lot of support for the old translation. What does this motu propria say? Well, look, it's not, uh, it's not going to make a big difference immediately, but it will make a difference definitely as time goes on. Right. Yes, as you're saying, you know, when this new translation during the time of Pope Benedict XVI came out in English, right. you know, there was a long, long debate about it. Mm. You know, about, you know, uh, the proper expression, a uh, proper translation of the Latin text. As you know, the originals come out in Latin, and then they, are, they have to be put into modern or vernacular languages. Now, the Holy See is very careful about that, and actually the ultimate approval of texts does still remain with the Holy See. However, in the preparation and presentation of those texts, the, the liturgical texts, uh, a lot more now by this motu proprio is, is thrown back to the bishops, to the local bishops, to the local culture, to the local language, mm. you know, so that, you know, it's a happier expression in the local language. Yeah. Whereas, you know, but the, the motu proprio is also telling us like that uh, we must try and faithfully translate, fully and integrally translate. And this is a, a real challenge, all right. Yes, as you say, a few years ago, there was a tremendous debate because, and even priests are still complaining about, you know, the, the wordiness or, the, yes. <laughs> you know, the un, un, unfamiliar word order in some of the prayers today in this new lit, uh, liturgical text we have. Yeah. You know, it, it's a bit heavy. I think a lot of us have found it a bit heavy. Perhaps we're getting a bit used to it now. But it was a bit heavy because 
uh, Pope Benedict was very keen on the liturgy and very keen that uh, the, the translations into, for example, English, you know, were, were, had a certain formality and had a certain beauty about them. Yeah. But that often made them unfamiliar to the modern tongue and mm. to the ordinary usage yeah. in everyday life. Yeah. Listen, did, did Pope Francis wake up one morning and say, I think I want to, I want to do this? Or is he, is he really doing something more than simply, it's my opinion that we should do this? I know. He, as he says in the motu, motu proprio, he has been listening to a lot of debates over quite a long period of time. Now, I wouldn't be familiar how much they are debating the translations in other languages like uh, Spanish, his own language, and, and Italian and so on. Because it's easier to translate from Latin into Spanish and Italian. After all, they are son and daughter, as it were, of the Latin language. Yeah. But in other languages, you know, it's, it's more of a challenge to, to, to render faithfully, you know, the, 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 the Latin text. Because, you know, the old law is lex orandi, lex credendi. You know, as you pray, that is what you will believe. So yeah. it's very important that really the unity, the essential message of Christ, the essential message of the Church, is communicated in the liturgy and in the prayers. Right. But certainly, um, as time goes on, and I suppose quite a bit of debate will take place now, mm. and, uh, and, you know, whether we should now look at a new translation, it's very expensive, it takes a lot of time, and, you know, people will always argue about the suitability of, of phrases and words, but certainly, as time goes on, um, this motu proprio will make a difference in that Episcopal conferences and especially the people themselves in the pew, all of you, right. uh, you know, will express uh, your opinions about translations. Archbishop, and, you know, yes. Listen, the, the, um, I, I've, I've read and I've also heard that uh, this new move on the part of the Holy Father, it's, it, it goes really back, it goes back to the Vatican Council. That the Vatican Council wanted to relegate this responsibility to the bishops' conferences and not to the Vatican. Is that right? Oh, uh, well, not totally right. Um, yeah, okay. Basically, uh, at the Vatican Council and, and, and Pope Francis is very much in line with Vatican Council. He's certainly and absolutely a bishop of the Second Vatican Council. Right. And uh, Second the Vatican Council, you know, prior to the Vatican Council, prior to the 1960s, you know, the total control of every word, of course, was all in Latin for the whole world. So it was totally in the hands of, uh, of Rome, of the Vatican, you know, of the congregation over there. Right. But uh, then after the Vatican II, um, the, 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 it was introduced to have the vernacular languages to help people to participate more, to understand more, to enjoy more, to enter into the meaning more, and to be formed more by those prayers which were previously said in Latin. So, so therefore, yes, the vernacular, the, the new languages came in, and uh, a lot of it then was thrown back uh, to the bishops' conferences, to prepare these takes. Mm. Now, you know, uh, there the, as you say, during these language wars we had in the liturgy over the last number of years, you know, there was a, a new insistence on the absolute, again, control of the Vatican for the final takes. And it is still the Vatican which does finally approve, because, you know, certainly while we want to express our prayers and our love for God, uh, you know, in our own languages, at the same time, uh, we must be faithful to that. And uh, the Church has, the, has the, the, the responsibility for the oversight 
because, you know, what we say in our prayers is what we will believe. And so the church must oversee this. Now, what's happening now is so that uh, the bishops uh, and the local conferences, which means more than the bishop, it means the people in the pew, we must now try and see how we can better say what we believe uh, and better translate what is stated in the original Latin uh, uh, so that it is closer to our modern way of speaking. Right, okay. Now, I've noticed also that he's going to be amending one of the canons. Yes, he has amended the canons, like, for example, uh, like to quote one of them here, it is for the apostolic see that is Rome to order the sacred liturgy of the universal church. Now, that's, that's an important point. Yeah. You know, there, there has to be a, 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 a center of unity. Right. You know, even though we we're, were writing in, in Zulu or Sutu or Shangan, whatever language we're writing in or in English, yeah, the, 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 what we say in the different languages must basically and absolutely say fully and integrally what is the real mind of the church. So uh, it is the apostolic see that has the final say and, 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 and takes responsibility for publishing the church books. But then the change comes in, uh, as you say, in the motoproprium, that you know the, 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 we must recognize adaptations approved by the Episcopal conferences according to the norm of the law. Mm. So therefore, the Pope is bringing the, the bishops' conferences, bringing the cultures, if you like, on board mm. and taking seriously into consideration you know, how they would best render uh, what is the original take. So, and then it goes on, yes. Yeah, yeah no, so that means that the, the, the text is, the, the canon is really being um, amended to make praise for this, recognizing the adaptations approved by the Episcopal Conference according to the norm of law. Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes, yes. yeah, yeah. That is very true. Yeah. So, uh, and that is the text, uh, the, the, the time, you know, because... Uh, you know, as you said, the Vatican Council, it says, on the one hand, it was necessary to unite the good of the faithful of a given time and culture yeah. and their right to a conscious and active participation in clerical celebrations. Mm. But then also, we need to have a certain elegance of style. Perhaps that got in the way, uh, you know, of the recent translation. Yeah. You know, it was made too formal, it was made too heavy, it was made too, it was almost direct translations of the Latin. But, you know, structure of sentences rather than the, the way the English sentence is run. Mm-hmm. Well, I suppose this uh, this latest motu proprio would be um, <laughs> very well received by many of the people who are very critical of the, the present liturgical texts which are being used in the English language anyway. And there's no doubt about that. Yeah. I mean, there's yes. no doubt that, uh, you know, that, and people do find, and a lot of the bishops do find, you know. Yes. In fact, we were very involved, Cardinal Napier and so on, representing us and our representatives under the Tragical Committee over the last number of years. You know, we, they were involved. Archbishop Hurley, of course, was one of the founding members of ISIL. Yes. They, that was the commission for, you know, the translations basically into English. Yeah. And, you know, uh, they did a whole lot of translations, submitted them to Rome, and they were turned down. Yeah. And Rome sort of bypassed Iceland and introduced the Roman box Clara, mm. uh, another group that they established, which uh, took responsibility then yeah. uh, for the translations, mm-hmm. and which wasn't totally acceptable to everyone. Mm. So Pope Francis, uh, perhaps conscious of that, is saying, you know, let's go back. Uh, let's trust the bishops' conferences, trust the people, but at the same time, 
uh, let's work together. It's, mm. it's a matter of not either or. Mm. It's a matter of and, and. The Apostolic See and the, 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 the culture of the Bishops' Conference is right. working mm. together mm. to render, you know, the real theological meaning. Because there's a real challenge here. Mm. It's not just translating some story, you know, from one language to another, translating a novel. We're trying to say what is very deep in theology and in Scripture. We're trying to render that faithfully so that people get the full impact of what, of, of what the Church has been teaching and of what Jesus said and of what we want to say to God and how to say it to God. Right, so yes. it, 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 it's a big challenge involved here, but mm. certainly, as you say, Father Emil, a, a, a lot of people would be very happy mm. and... Uh, you know, uh, it, it will uh, evolve as time goes on. Bishop Reesey, I'm sure, and the Commission yeah. uh, for the Mission will be working on it over the, as the time goes by yeah. to try and render these words. How do you render consubstantial yeah. words like that? You yeah. know, how yeah. do you put them into Sipedi, like, and Sizokini, and But we have to do it so that the people grasp fully the full meaning of that, because that word consubstantial you know, calls a council of the church. It took hundreds of years to come up with it. So, you know, it's not just a matter of a simple translation. It's a translation of a deep meaning theological text that really carries our faith. Mm. When 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 will this motu proprio come into effect? Uh, It's coming into effect on the 1st of October this year, uh, in three weeks' time. And that doesn't mean like that suddenly... Everyone will have a new text in their hand on Sunday morning. <laughs> I don't see anything happening in the near future. It's going to take quite a time for right. this to, 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 to have impact. But impact it will have. And, you know, it's another sign of Pope Francis uh, trying to make Vatican Council decisions and the mind of Vatican Council the actual practice of the Church in the modern times, right. inviting yes. everybody to be involved uh, in really communicating the beautiful message of Christ right. and the good news. Yes. Well, I suppose our beloved Archbishop Hurley will be very happy to know about this motu proprio because <laughs> <laughs> I think he, was, yes, he yes. was so disappointed, I think, after all the hard work that he and his his group put into the translation of the liturgy into English. Yeah, well, uh, Cardinal Napier, you know, has been very much in that tradition as well. Yes, and yes. perhaps if Cardinal Napier has been praying to Bishop Hurley for a change, <laughs> for a new uh, motu proprio, then he could put it forward as one of the miracles <laughs> and, uh, that he wants to in proposing the beatification of the Bishop Hurley, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Your Grace, listen, thank you so much. It's always lovely talking to you, and uh, thank you for sharing with yeah. us about this important Thank document. you very much. I hope it enriches all our lives spiritually, because the Mass is the source of everything, really. There, Jesus is continually with us. I was very aware of that coming back to the Holy Land. Right. It's a historical visit going to the Holy Land. Right. But the real spirituality, the real continual encounter with Jesus is in the Eucharist and is in the Mass. So we must try and get these texts as and as fully and as integral as possible. Thanks very much, Emil. God bless you. Bless you, and thank you very much, Your Grace. That was Archbishop William Slattery, the Archbishop of Pretoria, talking to us about the latest, uh, what what is called a motu proprio, it's an official statement by the Holy Father, uh, called Magnum Principium, M-A-G-N-U-M, Magnum Principium, 
I suppose in modern Latin they would say magnum principium, I suppose. But if you want to read the whole statement, I suggest you go to the Vatican website and you'll certainly find it there in all the languages that you might wish to choose to read it in. Magnum principium by Pope Francis, the latest motu proprio on the, um, uh, uh, the, 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 the right of bishops' conferences around the world to approve of translations of the Latin texts into the vernacular. And from there it would go to Rome for final approval. But certainly it's shifting the responsibility from the Vatican to the various Episcopal conferences. And that is the mind of the Vatican Council. And Pope Francis certainly doing that with great courage. And, uh, well, I'm certainly very happy to know about this. And I would really suggest that you go to the Vatican website and download the document or read it there yourself. It's not a long document, but it's certainly an interesting one and uh, opens up the way for local bishops' conferences to approve translations of the liturgical texts into the vernacular. The time, 29 minutes to nine, to, to eight, I beg 